0: If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold.
1: And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel. Uh, the, the mission specialist, you know, and I, and I was asked, uh, you know, the mission specialist, hey, that sounds interesting. Tell me more about that. And, and that uh, the, the mission specialist is the idea that, that I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure that the trip gets accomplished. And so uh, I took I took that uh, uh, that on as part of the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity uh, that uh, I, I do uh, work for. And uh, that was founded by uh, the Jacobs family, Jeremy and a- Amy from uh, Houston. And Jeremy works for NASA in Houston. So he's, uh, you know, his dad refers to him as my son, the rocket scientist. And I always thought he just many was good at math. But it uh, turns out he really is a rocket scientist. And um, so that, so that that's why the mission specialist. And um, you're tuned into voiceamerica.com. We're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety. Channel, Uh, You can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org and uh, braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in our show link section. Uh, You can also donate now if you like the work that we're doing and would like to help us continue this. Um, Today, we're going to talk about youth and leadership. Um, Why? Because uh, youth and leadership is the promise of our future. Um, I often say we live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place in the history of the world. It's it's great and it's getting better and it's getting better fast and it's exciting to be, uh, to be able to watch this happen, but it's exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And what this means for you is that you can be part of making this happen because, you know, youth is not uh, so much as age as it is a state of mind maybe a a state of uh, having passion for your ideals. And so today my guest is uh, Dr. Carl Sovak, uh, Dean of the Gary Theralson School of Business at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, And he he really works with young leaders, especially college students. And Carl often asks uh, great questions. And one of them recently was, why do you call yourself the mission specialist? Uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Uh, hey, welcome to the program, Carl. It's been an adventure already today.
2: Yes, it has. Thank you for having me, Brian. How's everything today? It's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm
1: uh, fond of saying never better, and, uh, and I say I'm sticking with that. So uh, how was how uh, the uh, Thanksgiving weekend for you?
2: Well, Thanksgiving was very quiet this year, but maybe that's a good thing in, in the way the state of the affairs is. But um, it would have been nice to be able to spend it with some family, but very quiet, uh, a lot of food, a lot of leftovers, which means the belly's getting bigger.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I know that, you know, actually... Um, um, Uh, Last night, Sunday night, we we took a break from the the leftovers, and we're kind of down to the wild rice casserole and uh, the second uh, dressing, you know, things like that. Uh, um, So we took a break from turkey leftovers and ordered pizza. We did too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I, I could, they could, turn that into a, a national day. We'll have to, we'll have to get with Marlo on that. And say national, uh, you know, take a break from turkey leftovers there you day. Go.
2: Sunday after
1: Thanksgiving. So, yeah, it, you know what? I tell you what. It is hard to compete with pizza. I'm with you there. And uh, you know you work with college students, and uh, that's uh, that's a staple of uh, of uh, college cuisine, I think, as as I recollect.
2: Yeah, I think anytime you want to have a meeting, all you have to do is throw a few pizzas in the room, and you have more people there than you can imagine.
1: I remember when it, you know it, when when you move when you'd move residences you'd uh, you know you'd uh, get you know get a, a case of beer and a few pizzas and get your buddies and hopefully not drink too much beer before you got the furniture moved so you didn't uh, ding up too many walls on the way in. Right. that's right. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, we were you know we uh, we got together on the Brave Farts Radio Program and we were talking about uh, the promise of our future. And youth and leadership, we we kind of uh, we we got started with that, and um, I thought that's a, that's a good conversation. Let's continue that. So that's why I wanted to, to see uh, you know where we're where we're going with uh, uh, leadership in the in 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 the next uh, year, the next decade, the next generation, and beyond that for uh, for the for the legacy timeline
2: you know, I think that if you take a look and you Google leadership, you're going to get about 3 billion hits, or probably more, um, relating to what is leadership, you know, what kind of leaderships exist out there. Now the newest one is crisis leadership. How do we manage? How do we lead in a crisis? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, from a, from a youth perspective, you're seeing a lot of youth are jaded, right? We haven't had the leadership in place. Uh, for quite a while, um, Lee Iacocca wrote the book, Where Have All the Good Leaders Gone? Mm-hmm. And I really like that book because it has put that slant on it. I mean, and we're not talking just political leaders, business leaders are included in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that perspective is number one, we have to address the elephant in the room is, you know, what has happened to all the, the good quality leaders and why do we have so many um, pre preclusive aspects to it or... Uh, adjectives that have to go in front of leadership leadership can't stand alone it's got to have values based or relationship based or something in front of it because well we we have a lack of leadership and i think that that's what's kind of jaded our youth these days is uh, all of the different types of adjectives that we put in front of leadership
1: so it, it, it sounds like it just makes it confusing
2: Well, I think, yeah, if we get back to the bare roots of what leadership is all about, it's a design to influence people, to influence their productivity, to influence their creativity. Uh, And and when we don't do that for our students, when we start putting, again, precursors in front of that, that it has to be this or it has to be that, I think the the students just say, okay, show me, show me Mm -hmm. where the leadership is at and show me a, a quality leader. And I think then you're left with probably just mediocre leaders. And that's what they think leadership is all about. And they're just ready to settle in. And that's what they'll settle for. They're settling for mediocrity. And I think we can do better.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So is, is there a focus in, in, in the work that you do with, uh, with youth and leadership on, uh, on the idea of self-leadership?
2: Absolutely, and I think that you know when we talk about it, we're I'm just as guilty as anybody else we We are about virtuous servant leaders, but I mm-hmm. think that when you talk about the virtues, the virtues are all encompassing, they help us with the values, they help us with crisis, they help us with a number of different things. And then when you're a servant leader, of course, you're doing that with the intent of I really serve you, not in a servitude type manner, but mm-hmm. I really serve you, that I'm here to help you, I'm here to you fulfill your greatness. I'm here to help you um, be as productive as possible. I'm here to help you motivate. I'm here to help you be creative. And when a leader takes that type of role, I think mm-hmm. that's the type of leader that people can look up to.
1: I think there's there's maybe more of a um, a tendency than ever before for for people to want to um, be involved with an organization or with a leader who has their own, their interests. In mind, rather than um, you know, I, I, I'm leading, I'm motivating people so that they can get something done that helps me succeed. Uh, I, I'm successful when I see other people successful, and and that's something that um, I think there's I think there's uh, there's some stronger buy-in for that.
2: What I like to share with my students and this is something that we our philosophy of our school is that we know that their success is a direct reflection of our programs mm-hmm. and the more successful that our students are out there the better our program looks and it's the mm-hmm. perception within the eyes of the business community and so that isn't the reason why we want to do well for them and it isn't the reason why we invest our time in them but it isn't we know that that that's going to be a direct reflection of our program and if we can have more successful students out there, then our program is going to be enhanced, and it's certainly going to serve the business community in a better way.
1: Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of uh, something one of my uh, my early mentors, Earl Nightingale, talked about, and he, he called it the law of the farm. Sure, and and the essentially you you know that's something that uh, I'm sure a, a lot of the students at uh, uh, University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, have uh, have some sort of uh, connection with uh, with the farm community, with agriculture, growing up. and uh, there's not many of us that uh, don't go back a, a generation or two and say, you know, we we've been uh, we're attached to the land like that. Um, the idea that you you get out of it what you put into it as you sow so shall you reap. I think that's how Earl put it.
2: Yeah, and then you have Maxwell who said the, the, the law of the lid, where if you lift the lid, you let the people go. And that's, I mean, you know, that's that's designed to allow people to have a better understanding for what's their limitation. And most people will see a ceiling, mm-hmm. and other people will see unlimited opportunities. So you're a mission specialist. You go into space, right? There is no yeah. cap on what it is. But for a lot of people, um, leadership puts a lid on them. They put, oh, you, you're not competent in this area, or, you don't have that skill set. And, you know, so they limit the type of, of things that people can do. And anytime that you limit people that capacity to grow, they certainly aren't going to grow. They're going to rise to your level of competency that you have mm-hmm. on them. And so, you know, Maxwell's whole profession is is talking about lifting the lid and just mm-hmm. letting people go, empowering people. Uh, giving them the the right to kind of meet their own level of incompetency. And, and at some point that'll happen. Everybody hmm. reaches their, that's the Peter principle. Everybody reaches their level of incompetency. We see that in sports a lot where you have, you know, Jim Harbaugh who was really successful at the NFL and now he's struggling in Michigan and, you know, just looking at his Coach. record and things like that. So, yeah, he's, you know, you you saw that so many times with with people where, They're good at one level, and then they go to the next, and they just don't succeed as well, and it's Mm -hmm. because that's where they should have been. And I always say, it's where God wants you to be, and you go where God intends you to be, and you'll do fine. But when you try to go against, oh, I'm better than this, Uh, I'm going to take my skill set to the next level, you better make sure that you have the ability to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, sometimes, well, you know, there's a, there's there's something of a uh, of a human nature, I suppose. That says, uh, I'm good at what I'm doing. I should move on to the next level. And I, I remember when I was I was you know top sales rep in in a business that I worked in, and uh, I went out to Portland. Uh, and, uh, Sandra file was my, was, was the, she was the regional manager. She was interviewing me to be division manager. And, uh, she said, um, why should you be division manager? And I said, well, you know, it just seems like the, the Seems like the logical next step. I'm really good in sales, and uh, she said she she gave me a legal pad and a pen, and she said I'm gonna I'm gonna step out for about a half hour. I want you to fill up a couple pages with some real reasons (laughs) why why you should do that. I had to really think about it. You know, it's like, um, uh, and and it came down to um, being able to develop uh, the people that worked in the same position that I currently held and, uh, and helped them to become better. And you know, it turned out, I'd, I I'd turned out to be very successful as a division manager. And, and uh, you know, Sandra worked my butt off is one thing <laughs> she did, you know, but she had high expectations and the rest of us did too. So. Uh,
2: well, that's the thing, you know, sales is a prime example where, you know, you'll see a lot of people who take their best salesperson and make them a manager or a leader And then they'll struggle on that. And then they say, well, why? Well, they were really good at what they did and you just took them away. So you took them away from what they were really good at and you put them into a situation where they're not as good. They're going to become mediocre. And so, you know, it's better that you keep them where they're at doing what they're supposed to do. And they'll be much better in the long run, and so will everybody else.
1: Yeah, it's a completely different skill set, uh, sales and management. Uh, well, maybe not completely different, but vastly different. Um, and so, hey, uh, we we are up against our first break already. Time flies when you're having fun, and we've been uh, we're off to a, a blazing start here. Um, the promise of our future youth and leadership on Brave Hearts Radio today with Dr. Carl Sovak from Bismarck, North Dakota. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Stick with us.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important, it's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinhold at Mission Specialist at Braveheartsradio.org.
2: Streaming live,
1: the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel. Um, today, we're, uh, we're talking about the promise of our future, youth and leadership. And our our guest is Dr. Carl Sovak from uh, the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, the dean of the Gary Theraldson School of Business at the University of Mary. Uh, you know, and, and congratulations on that uh, uh, that that promotion happened this year, I think, right, Carl?
2: Yeah, it happened in July.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so. Uh, I'd, a couple of areas of leadership that um, that uh, I know you wanted to focus on are uh, authenticity and intentionality, and uh, I mean
2: that, those are. Those yeah, are, so authenticity you know. is just making sure you're authentic self. Uh, I used to have I was in sales for many years, and I used to have a business card, and it was from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it said "Never imitate." And I and people asked me why I had that on my business cards, and it was simply. So they would know that what they were getting was an authentic person. I wasn't trying to imitate um, because Emerson said that the best you could be is half of who you're trying to be and the other half of who you really are. And I thought I would rather be 100% of myself. And even if people mm. didn't care for that 100% of myself, I can always Im- improve and work on that. Um, I can't improve and work on it. If you take the best imitators, those people who are trying to imitate uh, you know, a celebrity or something like that, they really aren't identical to those individuals you'll get a few of them that will be okay um, but they're about half as good you see you know a, a baldwin that does donald trump you know yeah he can do that but you still know that it's a parody yeah you know it's not the real person and yeah. so you really you really have to be authentic and that to me is one of the golden words in leadership is if you're authentic people will follow authentic leaders they'll follow people who that they know okay this is the way that they are and you can be uh, you can be a little tough love when you go along with that. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're authentic and you treat everybody the same way, yeah. uh, people will understand that's the way that they're going to act. But, you know, the wishy-washy, the people who try to be what somebody, what Brian wants me to be, yeah. you're not going to last very long from a leadership perspective.
1: Or if I'm trying to be something I think I should be rather than what, who I know I am. Uh, right. and and that's where uh you know you know I've had uh, John Bloomberg on the show a couple of times and we talk about the idea of return on integrity and core values and integrity being being like the channel that we that we that we flow best in and we always have all of us have some pattern of drift where we drift away from that from that authentic self, from that true integrity, and uh, uh, the great question came up uh, in that uh, in, in that segment: uh, you know, How would you know you drifted if you didn't know what your what your uh, uh, what, what your uh, uh, core values were? You know, uh, so to know who you are, who your authentic self is, uh, that's pretty important.
2: Yeah, and that's that's that fundamental humility. Who am I, and, and what am I best for? What did God create me to do and be? Mm-hmm. And when you're able to understand that, then you're able to uh, have an impression on other people. And that's so that authenticity is is to me one of the primary aspects that a, that a quality leader has to have is be authentic.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, there there's uh, the, the second part of this is intentionality. And there's there's a there's, a, 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 there's a, it's a program that I do about the we call it the intention paradox and it's the dilemma that people have to say well you know if I have goals that must mean I'm unhappy and if I'm happy why would I have goals why would I want to change and the the intention paradox is is you can you can be happy and have goals and be joyful along the road
2: absolutely and that's that goes back to you know. Um, Jim Collins in in good to great, you know, you can have the genius, the genius of the and we can do this and that rather than the tyranny of the or you can do this or that. And I think that that's, that's a portion of that. So that's why I say authenticity and intentionality have to go hand in hand. It's the Mm -hmm. genius of the and. So when I talk about intentionality, what I'm talking about is what is your intention in leading? Mm -hmm. If your intention in leading is just for you to get ahead and not develop others, Mm-hmm. Uh, you certainly are falling short in that area. So I can be authentic, but if my intention is I'm going to be authentic so that I can get ahead, I can, I can surpass anybody else at a certain level, uh, then my intentionality is, is misguided. And what mm-hmm. we have to do is, is guide our intentionality to developing others to fulfill their greatness. Mm-hmm. That to me is what the, the primacy of a leader is all about, helping each person to become the best version of themselves. And so when you combine being authentic, knowing who you are, and then with your intention of serving others and helping them to fulfill their greatness, uh, then you will find that that people will be willing to follow that and you will be a a great leader, whether you think you are or not, just having those two elements. So I think those two things go hand in hand. And and that, like I said, is the genius of the and be authentic and be intentional and you'll be a good quality leader.
1: I love that genius of the end. You know, we, we asked the question, what if it were possible? And, and the what if it were possible question came about from the, uh, the, the, the dilemma of saying, well, we can do this or we can do that. Well, what if it were possible to, to um, you know, go downtown and go out for dinner? You know, uh, so that, that's, that's uh, I, I call it the, uh, the courageous question. But uh, the genius of the end, it's, it's that's the same thing.
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, that's why I say we talk about the virtues and, and not to, to put that precursor in front of leadership, but the virtuous leader is the one who is very prudent in what they do. They're very courageous. They stay the course. In fact, they renew their decision multiple times just to make sure that it's a quality decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very in control of themselves and the others around them. And it becomes with a just outcome, a just result. When you put all those together, that virtuous leader, you have somebody who people want to follow. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I don't like to get into that naming or, or an adjective in front of leadership because I fall into that same victimality of, mm-hmm. of, of what's going on. But it's important because then the virtues cover everything that you should be doing as a quality leader. And then you get that genius of the end.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned the virtues. Uh, uh, the, what are what are uh, some of the uh, most important uh, virtues of a of a good leader?
2: Well, I think that all virtues are important, but we talk about the cardinal virtues. Okay. Certainly the cardinal virtues are, are prudence and courage and, and self-mastery or, or control. Temperance was the antiquated word. Mm-hmm. And injustice, making sure that you're, you're not being unjust. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's magnanimity. Magnanimity is understanding the greatness for which you were created and then wanting to fulfill that greatness <laughs> in others. And then humility, both fundamental humility, understanding yourself, and fraternal humility, wanting to serve others. So those yeah. are the, the virtues that I talk about and profess. But of course, there's kindness and there's generosity and there's patience. Those are all the virtues that exist as well.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a. You can be right, or you can be kind, uh, and uh, be kind, and you'll always be right. Something I remember hearing recently. That you know, that's a that's a good uh, good way to go. Magnanimity and humility. Um, I I I think that there's uh, you know, as you're describing that, I'm I'm thinking that it's it's easy to um, maybe be confused about that. And uh, I I remember there was a. Um, um, Again, a famous quote I like from Marianne Williamson, which she talks about, "It's it, it does no one any good for you to play small, something on that order. You were created to, uh, to shine God's light in the world. And, um, and, and so, uh, you know, so go out and do that. And so that there's a humility, magnanimity balance, I suppose. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. So, like, you know, we're Benedictine. And so we always talk about Benedict descending the ladder of humility. So mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're on the ladder of humility and you're looking out over everybody, you're lording it over everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So Benedict actually descends the ladder of humility and those dissensions of humility get you down to the, the graces of others to understand the graces of others and, and then put your faith forward is that I am humbling myself and understanding where my gifts came from, right? And, and once you humble yourself to where your gifts come from, then you want to fulfill the use of those gifts for the benefit of others. Yeah. You, don't, you don't store and hoard gifts for yourself. You're able to, to pronounce those to others. And that's really what the servitude of humility is all about, is descending that ladder of, of a leader being over somebody or mm-hmm. being in that corner office that that gives you some other type of stature. And so humility is, again, being humble, understanding where you know, where your gifts come from, but then, understanding that those gifts have to be shared with others,
1: something more, something maybe akin to uh, uh, let's roll our let's roll up our sleeves and do this rather than you go
2: get this done. Yeah, you'll see that a lot, right? <laughs> but humility is just understanding that I'm not going to ask somebody else to do something I wouldn't do myself yeah. unless I'm not able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But dirty work—if if there's a kitchen to be cleaned or if there's something to be done. Um, and you'll see that every once in a while, you'll I'll, I'll be walking down the hall and I'll pick up a piece of paper. And I'm sure somebody has been watching and saying that paper's been there for hours. You know, why did you pick it up? Yeah. But in the military, they would, they would teach you that, it, you know, if you didn't, um, you know, you'd be the one that would be doing probably cleaning the entire hallway. So you just kind of naturally um, inclined to wanting to make sure things were clean or picking things up. And uh, so, you know, that just carries with you. Yeah and there's not, and it doesn't hurt anything it's not the janitor's job to follow up after somebody who just drops a piece of paper it's it's yeah, our job to not to no, call that person back <laughs> yeah not to per- call that person back and say hey come back and pick up your paper pick it up because that's that's what you can do so yeah. again it's it's not asking somebody to do something that you couldn't do unless yeah. you're not able to do it
1: well it you know it, it reminded me of uh um I, I wrote a column this summer and it w- it uh was about um a time several years ago and i was out um i used to run along the along the along the roadway near where we lived and uh i know man there's a lot of garbage on the side of the road so one day i was out there with uh uh with a, a big plastic bag picking up garbage and and along the along the side of the road you know uh, french fry boxes and uh you know uh, soda cups and all, whatever and um One of the neighbors uh, recognized, he said, hey, what are you doing out here? I said, I'm I'm picking up this garbage, you know, and and he said, uh, he said, uh, well, you didn't throw all that out. And I I said, uh, yeah, but I live here. (laughs) And I thought what what occurred to me that uh, that translated into something that was useful to my mind this summer was that we can accept responsibility for something Without taking the blame for it, right? You know, there's a there's a problem. Don't you know? You don't find the person that is responsible for it. you know. You know, by the time you found the person that dropped that piece of paper, you know, it's like let's see, somebody's name is on this. Is a you know, you you could you you'd you'd have it done and over and forgotten about and on to the next thing.
2: Yeah, and I, I agree with you. It's where you spend your energy. The yeah. importance of where you spend your energy. And you can spend your energy in remedying the situation, or you can spend the, the, your energy in looking for blame,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, looking to pass fault, um, looking for the individual who's responsible, uh, or you can just get it done. And I think that that's that's important. To, you know, just to understand uh, that it's everybody's job, and particularly from a leadership position, it's everybody can be a leader, but that doesn't necessarily make them a leader. And and it's our role to help. Um, Form them or develop them into that situation
1: yeah yeah you know i i, I have a note uh, up on my screen it says uh rather than who do we blame shame or bully um what do we do to adapt and um i think that, that there's a lot of things that that might apply to in our world right now uh the survival of the fittest i remember uh it doesn't have to do with who's the toughest it's who who can adapt the best
2: well, there's that commercial out there that says, you know, every day the cheetah wakes up and says, I have to run faster than the whatever so I can eat. And then the gazelle wakes up and says, I have to run faster than the cheetah or I'll be eaten. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it's just a matter of running. Who, who runs? And so everybody runs. And sometimes, you know, the, the whole thing about it is, and I think this is something in terms of leadership as well, is a lot of times we have to just contemplate. We have to sit and contemplate. And contemplate yeah. is reception. And I think that that's a key to, to leadership as well as how much are you receiving? Because yeah. if we're always giving out each yeah. day, each hour, pretty soon we're going um, you know, to be empty. Mm. And being an empty vessel is not good for anybody. So we always have to be filling ourselves up. And then, of course, it's what are you filling yourself up with? We yeah. can fill ourselves up with amusement. We can fill ourselves up with escapism. Uh, or we can fill ourselves up with beauty and truth and goodness yeah. And when we fill ourselves up with those things, then that tends to be what comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when um, uh, you, you 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 remind me of the uh, the the idea of getting out in nature. And uh, you know, if you're if you're stressed, spend an hour in nature. If you're really stressed, spend a whole day in nature. You know, fill yourself up with that and let that flow through you.
2: Yeah, and we, you know, uh, just this week we got a uh, a message for. Uh, mindfulness meditation take some time out and do some mindfulness meditation mm. just take that time to replenish yourself um, it's it's a an invitation to uh, to ex- accelerate your uh, your passion to be able to exhale some mm-hmm. of the negative stuff that's going on in your life and how many of us take time to do that you know we don't do that I take a walk in the morning but there's a lot of stuff that's going on in my mind that I really don't clear it yeah, but then sometimes we have to use that time to just clear our mind.
1: I heard something recently that uh, if we're uh, as we're walking, if we look at the horizon, uh, look further into the horizon, and scan from some left to right or right to <clears throat> left, that 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 has a very positive effect on us. I can't remember why, but uh, you
2: know, sometimes I don't need to know why. Just like yeah, that works. <laughs> well, yeah, especially if you unplug from your phone, uh, you're not looking down at your feet. Those types of things. I mean, yes, there is something to it. Ever Just this morning, I saw an owl, right? He's mm-hmm. sitting up in a tree and he was hooting and yeah. I hooted back at him. I don't know what happened there. He didn't come swooping down at me, but um, it was it was cool to see that in nature. You know, my yeah. wife and I call them our woodland friends. Yeah. And there was a lot of them today. There were deer and there's some, some squirrels rustling around and rabbits. And it was good to be out in early morning and, and see some of this activity that's happening.
1: Yeah, you know, in in uh, Chicagoland, uh, there's something I, I I get to see that never got to see uh, living in North Dakota, and that's the cardinal, uh, the the red bird, and especially when when the sky is gray, when the trees are gray, when everything's gray, uh, to see a red bird out there, it's like that is really cool. It's kind of like those um, uh, the, the 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 business in in Bismarck that does the pictures with a little bit of color in them.
2: Yeah. Oh, sure.
1: I uh, wish I could remember who they are, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up another time. So, um, authenticity and intentionality.
2: Yep, that's, 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 uh, those are the two things that go together and go hand in hand. And I just think that uh, leaders who practice that are going to have a lot more longevity. And I think young people who are able to learn that, yeah. We'll be much, we'll be much better off and understand leadership better.
1: Yeah, you know what? We'll have to put a new spin on AI uh, with the authenticity and intentionality. We're going to come back here and uh, uh, com- conclude uh, our our show today. Uh, the promise of our future, youth and leadership, with Dr. Carl Sobeck from Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of sixty seconds.
0: us on twitter at voice TRN. get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn brave hearts radio is sponsored by brave hearts for kids a national pediatric cancer charity Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com
0: You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: and welcome back Bravehearts you're listening to Bravehearts Radio I'm your host Brian Reinbold and I am the Mission Specialist you're tuned in to voiceamerica.com where we're the leader in live internet talk radio and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel Uh, you know we're doing our mission building coaching and retreats on Zoom video now so for a free consultation contact me at Mission Specialist at braveheartsradio.org coming into the third segment I always uh, have a shout out to the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great uh, sponsors of the Brave Hearts for Kids pediatric cancer charity. And today is. Um, November 30th it's uh, it's a whole bunch of different uh, days today some days they only have a couple and uh, today there are uh, uh, seven different days and uh, one of them Cyber Monday you might be familiar with and and another one that kind of got my attention stay at home because you're well day uh, you know that's that's not a new thing this year that's uh, that's something that's been around as national day for a while and uh, stay at home because you're well and you know we heck, we just stay at home all the time anyway well and you uh, and we stay at home and stay well. I also wanted to say a little bit about the Chicago Help Initiative, Uh, you know, asking uh, do, uh, uh, contribute uh, clo- the, for the clothing drive: uh, new hats, coats, socks, gloves, and scarves. You can you can drop them off at uh, the Chicago Help Initiative, uh, 712 North LaSalle, or uh, contact them at ChicagoHelpInitiative.org. Uh, they're also you know they're they're providing three and a half thousand to five thousand meals for the homeless each week. Uh, you can also help with uh, uh, dropping off a, a bag lunch, uh, you know, with a, with a sandwich and fruit and snack and a drink, uh, make it as, uh, as nice as you can and, and help out the Chicago help initiative. That's, uh, Chicago And, uh, you know, they've been, uh, they've been terrific part of the brave hearts radio program. Um, want to help the, uh, uh, Chicago help initiative in their, um, their um, their guests uh, have a, a a warm and safe uh, holiday season. So welcome back to uh, Dr. Carl Sovak from the University of Mary. Um, we, are, uh, we We've covered authenticity, intentionality, and uh, now, uh, it's part of uh, uh, the promise of our future, youth and leadership, um, big part of leadership, transcendency.
2: Transcendency. This is, this is what I call the Oprah effect, right? You're climbing the ladder of success. You have one hand reaching up. You have one hand reaching down to bring others with you. And uh, when, I, when I tell that story, uh, students are kind of like, how are you bringing Oprah into this whole thing? Well, I think that that's, that's a part of what transcendency is, though, is bringing others up with you. Um, you will not always have to be on the top. You will not always be on the top. You might as well bring somebody up perhaps even the person who's going to succeed you and when you lead that way you'd yeah. be amazed how many people want to follow you
1: well it, you know if you' if you're if, if you're looking back down to see who you can bring up uh, that, that that's the kind of leader that people
2: want to reach reach for I think. As long as you have your hand down there, as long as you're not stepping on their head, yeah. right? <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and you and you kind of have an idea of where you're going. You know, um, there was a, a with you know I uh, I mentioned Sandra File, uh, my my uh, my boss at one time, and um, she was uh, boss to both me and Ed Hoym. And Ed Ed was the guy that originally hired me to be a sales rep and And he 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 told me that he thought I was better at it than he was. And he said, that's the main thing you can do. if you're if you're a sales manager, find people that are better at it than you are, and you'll really do well. And uh, so th- that's something to. Uh, I think a lot of uh, the, the perception I have is that uh, a lot of people in, in a leadership kind of role are, are maybe a little bit afraid of the people that um, might be better at them then they better at what they do than they are um, how, you know that's that, that's where transcending uh that is uh, seems pretty important
2: yeah you can't you can't put your own insecurities in front of where somebody else is supposed to be that if i'm a quality leader and i'm in a leadership position mm-hmm. uh, it's my obligation it's my obligation to actually bring people along and allow them to rise to the, the level of their own greatness. And I have to do that by putting aside my own insecurities, is that if those individuals are better than me and will replace me someday, so be it. Uh, I, that either makes me pick up my game a little bit more, or I just say, okay, that's the way it's supposed to be, sera, sera, and I move on. Yeah. But I think in most most instances, people are wanting to learn from those who are willing to teach them. Mm-hmm. And people are wanting to be led by those who are willing to allow them to lead at some point, make mistakes, uh, as long as it's not fatal, but make mistakes and learn from those mistakes and say, okay, now here, how would we have handled that differently? And when you're willing to educate and lead people that way, you have a lot more followers.
1: Yeah. And and it sounds like uh, something of a more of the long-term timeline uh, then, uh, then you know, what kind of results can we?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the thing about it is with transcendency. I think a lot of people have that with, you know, transcendental meditation or has some bad concepts from the 60s. But again, all it is, is about bringing people along with you, allowing them to rise to their level, their level of, of experience or their level of expertise and uh, allowing them to achieve the greatness for which they, they were created. And when you create that environment for them, uh, they can't help but thrive in that. Mm-hmm. And again, we, we talk about it a lot at, at the school because we're a Christian, Catholic, and Benedictine school. We talk a lot about the good soil. And when you mm-hmm. scatter seed in good soil, that's where you get your greatest harvest. You've talked about this being the, the, the law of the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, every, everything relates to that. And the only way for things to get better is to provide that environment for those things to, to foster and grow. And if you create that environment, that's part of transcendency.
1: Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, and I, I I like the term legacy timeline, you know, as opposed to the, uh, the you know the quarterly results that uh, have uh, characterized some of the maybe the more negative aspects of uh, of, of business life.
2: Yeah. I like, I like the legacy timeline as well as, you know, the thing about it is, is that I don't think you should go into it with what's my legacy going to be. I don't think most leaders, I haven't, I haven't gone in and said, okay, what are all the things that I can do? But the one thing that I think that a leader, a good leader does is they take a look and say, what am I going to leave behind in my wake? Yeah. And so if there's garbage in my wake, I haven't, I haven't cleaned up the river. Right. But if I, if I have nothing in my wake, um, you know, then, then I, Forge that path ahead, I think that that's something that people want to get behind. So we yeah. have to be very careful of when we're putting forth, you know, what am I leaving my wake before, be ahead of, am I trying to establish some type of legacy? What is it mm-hmm. that I'm going to do? Yeah. And I don't think Henry Aaron set forth to say, I'm going to lead the league and the most home runs hit or whatever it was. I think they achieved that greatness and they ended up being there, but it wasn't anything that they went in saying, I'm going to be the greatest home run hitter. Or I'm going to be the greatest strikeout pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, or or whomever it is. I think that they allow their skill sets to develop and create that greatness that they were they were designed to be.
1: I think the 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 um, you know the uh, the legacy timeline. Uh, or just the concept of, of a legacy timeline has to understand that it, it's not necessarily what, what's named after you, but what you've accomplished. And there was the old uh, parable, of, uh, a winner is someone who plants trees in the shade of which he will never sit. I thought that was, that was a challenge to get that out uh, in,
2: you know, just, just right. But uh, it, 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 doesn't that make sense? Oh absolutely. I, I think you you've nailed it right on the head there in terms of that is you don't you don't go into it with the intentionality of having that of this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to create and mm-hmm. this is what all the accolades that I'm going to get and I'm going to get a building named after me or a street yep. named after me. But it's it's more designed to say there's things that I'm going to do that I may never get recognized for whatsoever mm-hmm. and that's okay. And you know
1: and it, you know not to say that someone that is capable of of doing that uh, not to discount that. I mean, we we talk about your uh, your being the uh, the dean of the Gary Therelson School there, and uh, somebody like Gary that that has the capability to do that. That's an, that's an amazing thing. But that's not something that everyone uh, needs to say. I need to I need to do that. It's just I can be the best that I can be. Um, that's um, I, I'm probably not going to have any any uh, uh, presidential libraries named after me.
2: No, uh, and unless there's unless nothing I, wrong I with it.
1: My name, you know, it be, Yeah, there's
2: nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
1: how's the presidential library coming there?
2: Um, we don't have a presidential library yet, so
1: not not yet. But uh, that's I think that's a that's a uh, that's a project for North Dakota for the uh, Theodore Roosevelt uh, presidential library. Is that's something I understand is 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 in the works.
2: So the dollars are there, but yeah, the we'll wait until next year to break ground and such. Oh, okay. It'll be here.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, so, you know, one of the things that uh, um, in uh, I know our our, our time is uh, is sort of winding down, and uh, I thought one of the things that that I I really enjoy is favorite quotes. And uh, you know I've come up with several, and you, you've quoted a couple, a uh, couple of things, the the uh, the, the, the genius of and, and and that sort of thing. What do you what do you think might be something in uh, in generations to come, or in years to come, that people will say, Hey, I remember uh, one of my favorite quotes. I heard Carl Sovak say.
2: Well, there's, you know, I think every quote that's kind of like every song that's ever been written has already been written, so you can't write any more songs. I think every quote that's out there has been done. But mine, from my perspective, I would say since we've been talking about change, I would say don't try to change people, engage their hearts. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of leaders that try to change people, try to change them to adapt them to their ways. Ah, uh, you see that a lot in sports, where a coach will come in and try to make a player do something that they're not well designed to do. Yeah. But if you engage their hearts, they'll pretty pretty much follow you anywhere. Yeah. So don't I would to, say don't don't try to change people. Engage their hearts.
1: You know, I, I, I'm I'm sure that at some point in the next uh, in the next few weeks, I'm going to have the opportunity to uh, quote you, Carl Sovek. Who's once on my show said don't try to change people engage their hearts that, that's like that's a that's a great thought Love maybe it, yeah. it could it could work really well well you, you know I've I, uh, long time told this story about the um, uh, Chamber of Commerce talk and you say uh, you know you go to the Chamber of Commerce and you say uh, hey you want people that uh, are passionate about business yeah and and uh, you want people to uh, that work for you that uh, that'll be passionate uh, the way you're passionate about your business yeah and uh, you know get real you know they're not going to be passionate about your business not the way you are but they will be passionate about something let them be
2: that's true you know Brian it was it was a pleasure being your wingman I I always enjoy flying with the mission specialist <laughs> uh, we never know where our adventures are going yep. Uh, But we see a lot of good things. We talk about a lot of good things. And it's always uh, a good way. And I I love engaging your heart. You're you're a man of good heart. You're a kind man. And uh, I love what you're doing. And I appreciate being a, a little part of it as much as I can.
1: And it's been great having you on the show, Carl. Uh, it's always authentic, intentional, and transcendent having uh, Dr. Carl Sovak with me on uh, Bravehearts Radio. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, uh, but, well, about uh, the promise of our future youth and leadership on Bravehearts Radio today. Um, remember to join us every week at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time and next week I'll have Rosie Zelinska's back on the show and we will be talking about uh, she's got a new leadership pro- program for women in business and I can't wait to have that conversation. Uh, remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere and we'll see you next week. Until then, be well, stay well.
0: thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.